Hi, it's Ray and Jude, the Holistic Health Hotline. The storms are coming. Uh, usually, or last year, or over the past few years actually, we have determined where hurricanes are coming long before they arrive and um, tried to warn people because the sharks in the waters and the whales and dolphins and other animals who are in the waters will usually warn us. <clears throat> this particular Dean storm is not providing a warning. It's much like Katrina was. It's it's um, uh, being a little mysterious in its path. And there's a reason for that. Dean means the teacher. Katrina was the holy storm two years ago. And it was supposed to do a lot of cleansing of minds, souls, hearts, and, and actually land. It was for the earth. Um, healing and it was also for us to learn from and we didn't learn too much so now we have Dean who is the teacher um, and it makes it, this is not mystical who's the Dean of students who's the Dean of the high school of the college that you go to or whatever we have a lot of teachers who are supposed to be out here telling us and helping us know what to do um, to make our spirits right. It's not what to do to attract money or the right boyfriend or girlfriend or like Oprah is teaching people now. Um, <laughs> you know, the secret is not so that you can make sure that you're the richest person in the land. That's not what it's for. Being rich is a whole different definition from what Americans think rich is. And I have said this before on podcasts from a long time ago, that I am one of the richest people I know. I don't have big bank accounts. I don't have expensive cars. I have a new car, but it was provided for me. Um, I don't have all kinds of stocks and bonds, and I don't buy gold. I don't run out and worry every day about what my money's doing. And um, and I'm still the richest person I know. And And this is what the teaching is all about. We, in this country especially, but now in many other countries because of our um, bilateral and trilateral trade agreements and, and the fact that the United States and other countries are run by banks, think that happiness is behind that gold bar or that Federal Reserve note, that dollar bill. And, um, and, and this is what we're going to be learning over the course of the next few years is not true. And that's why I've said before that money won't mean what it used to mean, because it can't. Um, I said in my book, the newest book, uh, you know, that people are more intent on worshiping the dollar bills that come from, from fallen trees, um, than they are in, in revering the trees, the earth, the nature around us, and the spirit that is in, in, inherent in that earth that we live on. That we, we show more reverence to material things. The flashy car, the big TV, the, the money in the, in the bank accounts, the stock market runs everything. If the stock market crashes, everybody panics. If the stock market's rising, everybody's elated. If the stock market does one thing or another, then, then the political process is going correctly. Um, if politics seem more balanced or out of balance, it changes the whole world. Well, there's the teaching right there, and most people are not getting it. And even if they are, they're going to make sure you don't. Many of them, because if you got too much of the teaching, if you got too much of the lesson, if you learn too well, you may start saying, "Wait a minute, something's wrong here," and start infecting some change. So that is our own internal storm. This 
tornadic activity that we see, this hurricane activity that we see coming across the ocean and, and gaining in strength is our own internal storm that's gaining in strength. Think about that for a second. I don't want to rush by this because we have this back and forth energy, same kind of electromagnetic energy. We don't have winds, but we are we are the wings and we have the winds beneath our wings to change things and change ourselves, mostly change ourselves. One by one, a hundred by one, a hundred by a hundred, a thousand by one, whatever it has to be, we have those those elements within us. We have the force within us. We have... Um, uh, the different categories of forces within us. People saw this being changed from a tropical depression to a tropical storm to a category one, two, three, and now four. And you'll notice in your own lives, in your own minds, in your hearts, and especially in your souls, that as you start to learn more, as you start to see more and hear more and actually hear, not just listen and pretend that you hear or look and pretend that you see, but actually hear and see what you're supposed to be seeing in your lives as as full human beings who are connected to a community of, of humanity and spirits that are love, when you start seeing those things and hearing those things, the more and more enlightened you become, the stronger the storm within becomes because you know that change has to happen for this world to become a better place to live in. And in spite of the fact that it may make you feel depressed, the first thing it does is make you a little jittery, and the second thing it does is make you a little angry, and the third thing it should do, or somewhere in that list it should do, is start making you ask the questions about what you can do to change what's going on in the world. That's what storms are for. If you've ever had a bad argument with somebody that you love, it's a little mini storm. That's a tropical storm. <laughs> And right after you're done arguing or fighting with them, you feel a little bit of a depression because the forces of that storm kind of calm down and you become a depression. If you allow it to keep on going, especially if you're on antidepressants and other drugs or if you're filling yourself full of inoculations and alcohol and, and um, other illegal drugs or whatever you're doing, especially if you're doing those kinds of things, you can have that little tropical depression or that tropical storm turn into a major hurricane. And that's destructive. It's scary. It affects a lot of people's lives, not just yours. Um, and that's one of the teachings of hurricanes. Is, you know, there's a big, big thing going on out there, but there's a big thing going on in each of us, within our communities, within our families, within our states, within our country, and within our globe. And those storms affect a lot of other people or have the effect of change on other people. They affect the effect. They affect the heavy effect. Um, and we don't always see that. We always think that the world is only revolving around us, that we're the eye of the storm and everything just revolves around us and, and we're so cool and calm and collected and we know so much. I am humble enough to say I don't know everything. I will never know everything. I'm not God. Um, I know a lot of things and I've spent many, many years learning those things and applying them and attaching them to the world around us rather than just my own little world. And and that's why I do these podcasts. But that doesn't mean I know everything. And I would never say to anyone I did. that. And, and what I see in so many people is this ego still rising. And as soon as that ego rises, that's the same as the pressure dropping in a hurricane. The higher your ego gets, the lower the pressure in a hurricane. When the pressure lowers in a hurricane, it's an intensified storm. Now, 
if you look at the eye and the eye wall, the eye is the peace, the quiet, it passes over, but the wall before that, that wall of wind, that wall of tornadic activity that happens before you get the calm, the peace, the eye of the storm, that's what we're heading into within each of our own little worlds and, and within our country and our countries around the globe. We're starting to come to that wall. And that wall is going to be very defined. That's why they call it, you know, when they, when they see the eye in the hurricane, it's a very defined eye. When you get to that wall, you'll know it. It'll be very defined in your life, and you'll have to go through it one way or the other. What happens with a lot of alternative people, alternative health people, um, people who call themselves healers, but they're not healers, okay? Just get that out of your mind. Alternative health people, holistic health people. What happens to them is that so many things have happened in their own lives, to make them sick. They've had broken backs, they've had cancer, they've had alopecia, they've had all these things going on in their own bodies and in their own lives that it forces them, it pushes them, it <clears throat> catapults them into looking for better answers to their problems. It starts out as an individual thing. How come I have this rash? How come I don't have any hair? Why did I get cancer when all I do is eat good food and drink good water and I work out every day and blah, blah, blah? And they start asking the questions that they need to ask. But while they are in that storm, it is it is um, tornadic and traumatic. It is devastating. It can be catastrophic. It can tear down the walls that you built around you, tear down the material things that you thought were more important than your own self-study, the study of yourself. It can wash away all your dreams. It can wash away the dreams that you had of being better than the Joneses. It can totally flood your vision so that you no longer look at everything material as being so important, but you start clinging to the idea of life and living and peace and happiness and health and and love and it makes you cling to those things you'll see the trees be be the things that people cling to when they are afraid of the storm or they're being washed away by the storm they cling to the trees because they're anchored they're grounded they have a history they have a genealogy they have a connection to each other beneath the earth within the earth's surface they bend they flow they go with the flow and they're there to protect and serve and that's really what we're here for as people and that's what these storms are supposed to be teaching us they're not supposed to teach us how to read a map and how to how to pinpoint where the storm is going or how to tune to the weather channel instead of our favorite, you know, MTV channel or whatever. They're not there to teach us how to use our iPods and, and, and uh, Blackberries to see where the storm is going and whether or not we can communicate or see the pictures of the devastation. Those storms have always been here. And before we had all the technology to be able to see them, people could feel them, and they could feel them within the nature around them. They could feel them and see what was happening to the animals, to the to the plants, to the clouds. They could feel in the wind, the change of the wind, and they knew that things were happening. They could also feel within their own countries that there was a wall, there was a storm, and they came to America often because that storm pushed them to move away, to get to where they need to go, to go find the peace, the ability to pursue happiness, the freedom that they that they needed. But when they got here, guess what? There was another wall that they were supposed to do the right things to become citizens. And I and I um, know that that's going to happen again. That that has to happen again. But that aside, that's too political. What I want to teach you about is the storms, because we all have storms in our lives. Um, one of my colleagues, or my favorite colleague, keeps saying. There are no storms in my life. And what I keep saying to her is, 
I hope there are, because if there aren't, if you are living in an unrealistic world of no yin and yang, no positive negative, no attraction and repulsion, no electromagnetic energy really happening, then what happens is you become polarized. And when you become that polarized where you can't move, nothing will change within you. Nothing changes within your body. Nothing heals. Nothing moves through the processes that it has to move through to complete the circle and continue the circle. You have to have some storms in your life. It's part of being human. It's part of being on earth. It's part of understanding that there are cycles, that everything is cyclical, that everything is in a circle, and that it is necessary. Now, is it necessary to die in those storms? No. Because if you're paying attention, if you're listening, if you're heeding, if you're learning, if you're being enlightened by what's happening around you, and you go with some amount of faith in your heart and your soul, you will move or change or be wherever you have to be and should be when those storms occur. So that doesn't mean, you know, frolicking in the waves down in Cancun, saying, well, I've got the biggest plane, or I can get out of here, or I've got the strongest house, or whatever, and then still playing. That means, gee, you know what? The earth is a little angry right now, and we're churning up some stuff, and my friends are supposed to come, and gee, we waited 10 years to come here, but I better call them, because what's more important is my friends, not the vacation that we're taking, or the room that we got, or the plane ticket that we paid for, or whatever it is. The most important thing is that humanity that you love. And, and if you start by loving you, you'll understand how to do that better with the others around you. And that's what the storms are here to teach us. So watch Dean. Watch the storm that's coming right behind it. It shouldn't be uh, probably three to five days from now that they'll tell you on the Weather Channel that there is another wave that is starting to form off the coast of Africa because I've already seen it. Now, I saw... Uh, Aaron, seven days before anybody talked about it, I saw Dean more than a week ago and told people it was going to Texas. Now, my feeling is it's going more on the border, and it could shift depending on the prayers that come from people because prayers do make a difference. And the people in Jamaica, I guarantee you, are praying right now. Now, they're going to take a direct hit, but what's going to come out of that will probably be that certain areas and certain things didn't happen because their prayer is very strong in Jamaica. They're very, very spiritual people. They could actually change the course of Dean because their faith is so strong. It depends on how many people are indigenous who are on the island right now or um, versus the number of tourists who are on the island who don't care because that's the energy that's being transmitted from there. And that all sounds kind of weirdly flaky out there to some people, but believe me, it does make a difference. If you've watched the history of Jamaica since Gilbert, um, I think it was Hurricane Gilbert years and years ago, hit Jamaica and the Jamaicans were inundated at that time by a lot of international tourism that, that was very negative and um, they changed and they said okay we're, we're coming back to our spirituality and as they came back to their spirituality there have been seven or eight or nine I don't know exactly major hurricanes that were supposed to hit Jamaica and then suddenly took a little dip away so they got maybe the tropical storm winds or the edge, but not the not the eye wall and not the 150 or 60 mile an hour winds that are being predicted for this one. So watch it. It does tell you if it does do a direct hit over Jamaica and destroys all of Jamaica, that Jamaica had a big lesson to learn about how it was capitalizing on tourism and, and using money and, and what else was going on down there because they forgot their spirituality. 
And if it doesn't hit Jamaica, mark my words, it's because the indigenous people said we can change this, we can make it happen. Um, and I'm not going to say which way is right or wrong because there isn't. Each way is a lesson. And if you, But the point is for you to be able to understand when you see these things happen that this is this is part of living and it's something that we have to look at and we have to learn. If we don't learn it, we will be in the wrong place. We will get hit by that wall and we will get blown away. Um, one way or another, and and you won't be able to run back to your bank, and you won't be able to run to your to your uh, medicine cabinet to take a pill to make it all go away. We have to kind of join hands here. We have to become the the eye of the storm with the wall of hands and hearts around it, because that's what affects change, and that's what does it in the most peaceful, loving way possible. Um, and what else can I tell you about that? Okay, there's another one coming. There's no shark bites that I've been able to find except off the coast of Miami, so Miami area needs to be watchful uh, over the next few months, a uh, few months, few weeks, few days. And South Carolina, North Carolina, you have to kind of watch out there because uh, there, there have been some weird things going on with sea animals in that area. And, of course, you know, the California area, uh, it always has earthquakes and things like that, but they have the um, black-spotted jellyfish happening right now. Well, that, there's going to be probably more earthquakes than usual, but not as heavy, okay? They won't be as deep. There'll be little tremors of 2.2s and 2.8s. You go up into the Memphis area, um, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Ohio Valley area, for those of you who listen up there, um, and there are many, um, start watching what's going on with that New Madrid fault because it is being extremely active right now. Very weird places that um, earthquakes are happening. They're, you know, hitting uh, Lake Ontario and then jumping down to the northwest corner of Georgia and then over to Memphis and back up near Nashville and then jumping over to Syracuse, New York. And um, that means that there's a lot of seismic activity that's happening on this side of the country that nobody's paying attention to. And you need to because in the prophecies, in the in the in all the stuff we've ever talked about as far as the Mayan prophecies, Native American prophecies, all that stuff. Um, when when these things start happening, it's a slow progression, but it's not that slow, and you will start seeing channels of water being affected. The bridge over Mississippi, the, the collapse into the Mississippi, that's just a little thing that says, guess what? We're still on that path. The Mississippi is going to change direction, and there will be a reason for that. So don't build another bridge right over there. Start learning the other ways to go around these things so that you're not affecting nature when you do it, because nature's going to come back and slap you. We will. We'll build the bridge anyway. We'll take billions of dollars out of people's pockets to do it. And um, and then we'll put billions of dollars into the other bridges. And, and we need those because we have to live and we have to have transportation. We have to have a, uh, an internal system of, of transportation for food and water, et cetera. Um, but if we did it with more reverence, if we said, I understand that the river is here and I, and I appreciate the river allowing me to cross it and I will bridge you if you let me, then the river will, will say, fine, that's not a problem. But, but revere my power. I am nature. Um, revere the power of water and the power of wind and the power of change. Okay, okay, that's enough. That, you really don't need to do need to think about some of these things, though, as you drive around your cars or go to ball games or whatever you're doing and you say, oh, is it going to rain today? That's not your only question. You have to understand where all this comes from and why and what the connections are to us as a people, as a humanity, as a global humanity, and what that means in the universe and what it means to your God, um, whatever that God is. And, I, and if you're in America, I hope it's God. 
because there's no other God in America. America was built under God, okay? Um, that's it for today. I am actually going to go check a couple things, and uh, I have a couple papers I have to write, and I have to start building on a whole other project for September that will um, keep me awful busy and keep me writing a lot. So I will be back in a couple of days, probably by Tuesday, and by Tuesday we'll know exactly where this thing is going to go. I would watch out between uh, Brownsville and Houston. I would also be very watchful in the Pensacola area, which nobody has mentioned. But there were some shark incidents off Pensacola Beach recently, and it could very well be possible that the currents way beneath the surface have already told them what's going to happen, and that Dane could come into the western Gulf and then bounce off the shore and go all the way over to Pensacola. So be aware, be watchful. Um, keep listening, pass the information on. We can change things, we really can. <laughs> but you have to pass the information on. You can't just sit there and listen to these things on your iPods or your computers and then say, well, nobody else would be interested. If you don't help people to learn, you're going to run into the wall of not having anyone around you who understands what you're talking about. So start training and teaching and helping the people around you to learn what they need to learn. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.